The Bird Show. Do you need $100? Do you want $100? Well, I have $100 for you. All I ask for in exchange is your deepest, darkest secret. Because the truth will set you free. One. 855-BIRD-SHOW, 855-237-8746. It's a democracy here. So when you call us up and you share your deep, dark secret, myself, Mo, and Abby will decide if we will bestow you $100. Also make sure it's legal. Don't confess to any crimes. Yeah, there's that. We ain't gonna bail you out of jail. I mean, as long as it's like a... It's a silly crime. Yeah, crime-ish. Yeah. yeah. Crime-ish. <laughs> Just put the ish in crime. That's it. All right, again, 855-237-8746. Before we get to your phone calls, a poll was mm. conducted of quite a few people and found the rudest thing you can do on an airplane. All right? And so I'm going to have you guys see if you can guess the number one answer. The site Skyscanner did a poll on airplane etiquette asked 2,000 Americans the various activities they find annoying. Any guesses, and we've all done, Mm -hmm. you know, plenty of flying. Any guesses as to what you think the most annoying habit is on a plane? Oh, I think I know what this is. I think the top one is probably leaning your seat back in coach. That came in at number five. Oh, okay. Reclining your seat. I hate that. But I mean, what? It's because I'm tall. I know. It's like it's, and then mm-hmm. sometimes they realize that it's not going back because it's banging my knee, and they just keep this. Yeah, it's the worst. It's, you don't need to. So that, that that did come in at number five. Um, fart for me. That's Ooh. the worst thing you could do. What about if you're in the middle seat? If the two people next to you steal your armrest, hogging both armrests came in at six. Farting was this not even list? on the list? No. Mm-mm. Wow. wow. I got one. What? Stinky food. That's not on there. Uh, it's amazing how all these um, things happen to me on both my flights. <laughs> take, taking around. your shoes off. All right, so taking your shoes off, that ca- taking your shoes and socks off came in at number four. Mm. You guys still haven't hit the number, the top three. Is crying baby on there? Mm-mm. Nope. Mm. Extra loud music. Using your speakerphone. Uh-huh. That, ca- that tied with number one. All right? Oh, okay. So if you need to call somebody when you land, don't put it on speaker. And if you're watching a movie or listening to music, use headphones. So that tied... With number one. Clapping when the plane lands? No, that's just dorky. <laughs> um, oh, oh leave, putting the uh, the window up when it, when you're flying in the daylight. No, the windows didn't make it. Excessive bathroom use. <laughs> that did not make it either. You guys get annoyed by a lot of stuff a on lot. planes. Yeah, Listen, the, the, the pain is fresh, Kristen. All right, you. so coming in at number three, unwanted conversation. So if you're oh. sitting there and somebody keeps trying to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. That, that wouldn't even crack my top ten. No. 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 I, that, that's, you know, not. Put really. your headphones in. They'll get the message. Oh, no, they don't always. <laughs> and the number one most rudest thing people can do on a plane personal grooming. So, like, cutting your nails, Ew. painting your nails. I've never seen that. Yeah. Cutting your beard. I've oh, never... I've seen somebody clip their nails on Are a plane before. Are you kidding me? And then, ching, ching. That's disgusting. It's repulsive. Wow. I've never seen that. Oh, and then my favorite. Have you ever seen somebody? With their bare foot, touch the screen and move it. No, come on. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I, you know, I, I have seen people do it with socks, though. No, there was a and it, he, he was sitting there with his with his friggin' foot and just thumbing through the movies. Why would you but not do thumbing. That? He was he was toeing Toe through in. the movies. Was it Bart? No, it was not my husband. <laughs> he knows better than that. It was disgusting. That is disgusting. So if you touch those, you really need to have wipes, and yes. you need to wipe down that screen before you touch it. I do everything. Otherwise, time. you may have somebody's toe jam on your fingers. Okay. It's crazy. All right, so for one hundred dollars, 
The truth will set you free. Any deep, dark secrets you have, call us up, 1-855-BIRDSHOW. We decide if your secret's good enough, we'll hook you up. Karen on The Voice Disguiser, welcome to The Burt Show. Hi, how are you guys? Good. All right, you have a deep, dark secret. The truth will set you free. You're going to feel so much better and hopefully have 100 bucks in your pocket. What do you got? Well, I'm still taking this to my grave. Okay. But my husband, he was my first love, like my first, and I lost my virginity to him. Oh, and he didn't know? He did not know. He didn't know. He thought that he was my first. It was actually my boyfriend before him. And I just, I don't know why I lied in the moment, but like he just thinks that I was his first ever. So he thinks oh. you were a virgin and that he was, you were his first and he was, yeah. He was, yeah. sorry, he was your first, but actuality, you had done that prior to being with him. Yes. And we've been together 15 years, and he still doesn't know. Yeah, girl, you can't tell him that. Yeah, no. you keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> you keep that, and you can keep the $100. Woo! Thank you. Hope, hope it was worth it. Yeah, hey, my husband. <laughs> yeah, Karen, there's really no reason to disclose that. I don't, I, 15 years in at this point. Yeah, keep that. Yeah, yeah don't worry about just, it. Yeah, keep uh-huh. that one in your back pocket. All right, thank you so much for calling. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we're getting some more people on the line. Hold on one second and just bear with me. You wouldn't want to know that, right? After I mean, 15 years? After 15 years? Yeah, no, thank you. No. Yeah, no, you can just yeah, keep no. that. That's yeah. fine. What, don't, what I don't know won't hurt me. All right, Victoria, welcome to the Burt Show. Go ahead and divulge your deepest, darkest, deepest, darkest secret. The truth will set you free and hopefully get you 100 bucks. Well, wait a minute. Do you want to be on Voice Disguiser? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, I know her. That's Melissa. Okay, now you are. Maybe it's just like for this segment, we just go ahead and across the board, everybody's voice disguise. Well, I didn't have it, and I, I wanted to ask. It's all good. All right, Victoria, for 100 bucks, what's your deepest, darkest secret? I slept with my best friend's brother, and nobody knows. And we still have to see each other at family functions and stuff. Oh, no. But, oh. Okay, so but you're a best friend's brother. That's not that bad. That's not at all. Why is well, it such a big deal? Why would your best would you, Why would your best friend be upset at that? We are eight years apart. Is oh, are you his junior mm. or his senior? I'm the older one. Oh, wow. no. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the two of you know. But nobody in either family knows that you all. How did this happen? Like, what, what like, was this a one-time thing or? It was a one-time thing, uh, messed up, not in the best states of mind. Mm. So you were hammered. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. More than ways than one. <laughs> um, I mean, I would be mad if my best friend did this to me. And honestly, I feel like the bigger offense is the fact that she didn't tell her. Yeah, yeah, that is her. All right. All right. Congratulations, Victoria. You two have just scored 100 bucks. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. You're welcome. All because you slept with the man. <laughs> Congrats on the sex. Yep. Right. Hang tight. And we'll, uh, we'll get your information. All right. Let me let's scan some of these. Oh, I like that face. Uh-huh. All right, let's we'll we'll go with five, Tommy, and then we'll end with six. So five, Casey, welcome to the Burt Show. Did, go ahead and confess your deepest, darkest secret for a hundred bucks. 
Oh, my God. I have taught my kids to never, ever be on their cell phone while they're driving. Yes. And, you know, and preached it and preached it. And I was driving my daughter's car one day, and I was on my cell phone, and I hit a trash <gasps> can on the side of the road, and it broke her side view mirror off, and it had the camera on it. So I had to spend $1,000 to get it fixed, but I lied about it because I was so ashamed and embarrassed. To tell them what happened. And so I just said, somebody at Walmart hit the rearview mirror. I feel so guilty still to this day. And it's awful. It's awful. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> You're precious. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Um, that is a very valuable lesson. PSA for everybody listening. Stay off your phone while you're driving. Otherwise, you could knock off your daughter's side view mirror, and then you're going to have to get it replaced. Mm-hmm. So to, to help you with the cost of replacing that mirror, we're going to go ahead and hook you up with 100 bucks. okay? Uh, thank you. That's awesome. It was $1,000 to get that fixed. Okay, well, we're only giving you 100 yeah, yeah. Don't try to <laughs> <laughs> We ain't throwing another zero on no. there. It was just a side view mirror, but thank you for calling. All right. Last one. All right. John, welcome to the Burt Show. What is your deepest, Hi, uh, darkest secret? Hello. Um, so, good morning, y'all. Good morning. This is having me shaken up already, but when I was younger, well, I'm still young. In my high school days, I was a dealer. And the certain county police in the metro Atlanta caught me, and I turned into a narc for them for my freedom. <gasps> and to take down the supplier. And you, oh, and you narked on your supplier? Yes. I think you're mispronouncing it. Knock. 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 Um, and no, nobody's any the wiser that you were the one that got turned? No. Mm. Oh. That was good money. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ended up ultimately doing some good. How many people did you end up putting away? So it was a supplier. Uh-huh. It was um, a couple of how the industries they call trap houses. Uh-huh. Mm. And... Um, as far as I know, I don't know if they built up from that, but after that, I completely stopped. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm not doing this. It's not worth it anymore. Yeah. And I turned, I closed that book and now I'm just a laboring man. A laboring wow. man. Wow. All right. Well, good for you for turning stuff around and you you don't want to give him a hundred bucks? I want no parts of this. What? <laughs> I don't know. No. He did this bonus money by coming after him. That's, that's not a good thing. He was. No, John. John, we're gonna we're gonna hook you up with a hundred bucks. Okay. Go do some good with it. Go buy some cheese, rat. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The bird show. Now, time to whatever. get on the hot guys. No, I mean, yeah. with Abby. It's the bird show's entertainment bus. Ariana Grande finalizes her divorce to her now ex-husband Dalton Gomez, and he got a fat check. He did. Um, how much do you think he got? Ariana Grande. How long were they together? They were together for about two-ish years. Two-ish. Let me look up her net worth real quick. Ariana Grande net worth. She's worth $146 million. Jeez. How much Ooh. do you think he got out of that? $20. $20 million? Yeah. Okay. I'll say 10 10 million. Y'all are so off. I'm going to give you one more chance. Go a little lower. Oh, okay. Well, actually, go a lot lower. <laughs> Two. Two million? 500000 Okay. We'll meet in the middle. He got $1.2 million in lieu of spousal support. He's also going to get half the proceeds from the sale of their home in Los Angeles. So I'm sure that'll be a couple milli. And she is also covering up all of his attorney fees, which is about 25K. Mm. Pocket so, change. Because in California, if that's where they got married, isn't that like you have to make it to 10 years or something like that in order for things to like 
be split. Like if you don't have a prenup, you're entitled to half, right? Yeah, I'm not a lawyer, but that sounds right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not either, but we'll just pretend like what I said was factual. Yeah. Man should have hung in there a little longer. <laughs> Could have made it eight more years. Yeah. Dang. Well, it turns out Kanye West is actually married. There was a lot of speculation with this after. So it's legit. It, the two of them really did it. It's legit. Like, so his divorce to Kim was finalized in November of 2022. He got married in December of 2022 to this woman that we've seen bopping around with him. She always wears that nude bodysuit and it mm. looks like she's naked. Well, apparently not only are they married, but a source is telling the Daily Mail that he also has a lot of very strict rules for her, which honestly... Some of these sound abusive. So this source says Kanye has a set of rules for Bianca, which includes never speak and wear, never speak and wear what he wants her to wear. She is also required to eat certain food items and to work out, even though Kanye doesn't work out. What? It is so controlling. It's messed up. It's there. there there's some serious control issues going there, and. <sighs> Yeah, I, I I don't even really know what to say as far as like, you can't say like this is what you signed up for mm-hmm. because it sounds like this this could potentially be in like trigger warning an, an abusive situation and somebody's like controlling you emotionally mm-hmm. and um, even if there's not physical abuse, there can be mental abuse. 100%. And you would think, oh, why would anybody want this? But I mean, think about it. She's getting her entire life paid for. I'm yeah. sure she's got a line of credit somewhere and it's basically kind of like, I don't want to say selling your soul for, you know, financial security because we don't know what, what position she came from and maybe this is better than okay. what... Sorry. Yeah. So for us, yes, this would be, I would consider that in my relationship abuse. But if she is happy mm-hmm. and she is content and this is the life she wants, then who are we to say? Yeah, I mean, I, it would be too much of a cost for me to have to live that lifestyle. I mean, to be that controlled and not even be able to speak that that that's a bit much. Even for yeah. Kanye, that's kind of like a bit much. That but. for me is too. And what do we even think is on this list of foods? Like what? What? Who knows? It's probably like weird moon uh, cheese or something. Fried chicken ain't on there. That man wouldn't have had a chance with me. <laughs> okay, so obviously, you know, we're in the mid of a football season now and Super Bowl season is going to be coming up pretty soon and apparently the ladies from Mean Girls um, are filming a commercial for Pepsi. Yeah. It seems like it's probably going to be like a celebratory moment for the 20th anniversary because in April, it'll be the 20th anniversary of Mean Girls. So, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Seyfried, and Lacey Chabert were all spotted filming and there are a couple of nods to the movie Mean Girls. Lacey was spotted in a silver convertible like in the film and Lindsay was seen carrying a pouch that had the words Plastics Club member, which is again a nod to the movie. And Amanda Seyfried was seen wearing a blazer and holding a microphone, which is a nod to that iconic scene where she's like, there's a 30% chance it's already raining. So it looks like they're getting a little creative with Mean Girls. But if Regina George isn't in the commercial, then... Oh yeah, Rachel, Rachel McAdams is wasn't seen filmed. But so. maybe, maybe they're doing like a separate thing. Maybe they're going to like Photoshop her in. Maybe, but she's got to be in it. I know, I know this is like a... Uh, you've never seen Mean Girls, have you, Mo? I can't say that I have. Regina, <laughs> Regina George is like the Queen Bee main character. Okay, yeah. Got yeah. It. 
So it's, it seems a little bit like a moot point to do it without her. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see them airing it without Rachel. And I she seems like a nice person. I don't know why she wouldn't jump on board with I this. I think she would too. 100%. Okay, Gigi Hadid, she is now, well, allegedly, potentially dating another silver fox. Now, I want to give another opportunity for you guys to guess. Gigi Hadid, last man she was seen out with was Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. another silver fox type actor. She was spotted at Via Carota, again, a very facey spot in the West Village, with an older actor. Give me your best guess as to who he is. Silver Fox. George okay. Clooney. Okay. No, no, he's Mary. He's Mary. That's all I got, you twins. Okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, give us a hint. Um, super hot. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yep. Silver Fox. So yeah, <laughs> Gigi Hadid and Bradley were spotted grabbing dinner, and it seems like this could be her new type. Good for her. We love that. Go Gigi. Okay, Bruno Mars. He he canceled his sold out show in Israel due to the Hamas attacks, and I'll tell you how he's doing on your next eBuzz on the Bird Show. That was really funny if you think about it. Like that, that was like, hilarious. <laughs> listen, like Give me a hit. Hi, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Bart at home is now blocking on the parental controls for Bradley Cooper. The Bird Show. Broke up a while ago, but they had gotten a dog together and they were doing like a shared custody thing, but he had pretty much primary custody of the dog. She just got this big house and wants the dog to spend more time there. And he's like, <laughs> good luck with that. So how did the texting tutor play out for us last week, Abby? Oh, this guy was so rude because she came to us and she said, listen, I've got this really great backyard for this dog that I share custody with my ex with. And obviously you would think if he lives in an apartment and she lives in a house, like the majority of the time, the dog should probably be with her. So she thought, you know what? I'm going to throw the idea out there, see how he feels about it. So we put together a very nice text for him. Just said, hey, how do you feel about this? And he was so dry. I, he he, there, he seemed short. like he had no room for any kind of negotiation with us. So I don't have a lot of hope that um, when, basically what we recommended was that when he came over to drop the dog off, uh, like have the conversation then um, and maybe even dog nap him. So <laughs> I guess we're going to find out if that worked out. Dog napping may or may not have come up in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But to. we told her to like, like wait, because it was going to be like another week or so before she, it was her weekend to hang out with the dog. And we said, um, what is it? Nine tenths of the law? Possession? Oh, possession is nine tenths of the law. <clears throat> All right. So this is what she had to say as far as the weekend goes. Um, I did the research to find out who signed the forms. And it turns out we both did. Huh. I'm not sure if it matters if my name is listed first. Oh, yeah, because if his name was just listed on the forms and then she got like no, yes. mm-hmm. she got no chance here. And if her name was on the forms as far as when they adopted the dog, then that's technically her legal property. Hate oh. to refer to a dog's property, but yeah. I wonder if the order of the names does matter. I don't think it would. I don't, no. think, I I don't think so. After I found that out, I tried to text him again and ask him if I could just take Milo for the weekend which I don't know why you did that because you had to play it cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you were going to get him freaking out. I feel like 90% of texting tutors just us telling them to play it cool and then they never do. No. Nope. I told him that I planned to do some hiking in an unfamiliar uh, area and thought it would be fun and more safe to have the dog with me. He didn't respond. I tried to stop by his place. Oh, we way beyond playing it cool now. <laughs> to see if he'd answer the door and let me take Milo last minute. Unfortunately, he didn't answer. It made me so sad because I could hear Milo barking when I knocked on the door. Since I no longer have a key to the place, 
I couldn't open the door to get him. If you have a key, is that considered breaking and entering? No. No. You have a key. Yeah. Well, because if I like lost a key and then someone used the key to break into my apartment, right? That would feel, maybe it's just entering. Maybe it's not breaking and entering. Like, think about it. Like, I mean, this is coming from the person who snuck through a doggy door. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, like if <laughs> no you... Key no key I didn't need a key. Um, <laughs> if, if you gave somebody a key, but you broke up, right? Mm-hmm. And you haven't had a chance to get the key back. And they came over to your house and you said key and went into your home. Is that considered a and e I've seen a lot of people in that situation where an ex doesn't want to give the key back. So I, I don't know. I would imagine if you tell the police that we are done and they just won't give me the key back. They would have to treat it as breaking and entering, even though they had a key. Yeah. Is it your responsibility to change the locks? I mean, that's. I mean, obviously, the smart thing to do would be to change your locks. Yeah, pain in the butt, but you got to do it. Yeah. All right. So, if there's an officer, if somebody, if there's somebody listening who knows the law, I don't know why I'm so intrigued by this. I would love to know one eight five five Bertcho eight five five two three seven eight seven four six. If you have a key to the home and you enter it using said key, but it's not your home, mm-hmm. it's not your mm-hmm. premises. Could that be considered breaking and entering? That's a good question. Mm. I want to know. And I think there's other people out there that need to know these things. Yeah, <laughs> somebody going do, through it right now. So <laughs> um, so I think I just need, uh, I think I need to just wait until I get Milo this upcoming weekend as we had previously agreed. However, I am not even sure if he's going to abide by the previous arrangement now that I've seemed to ruffle his feathers a bit. Yeah, think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll touch base with you this weekend to let you know if I have Milo as planned. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you had a crystal ball, what do you foresee happening with him and Milo this weekend? I kind of feel like he's going to pick up on the hints and now be bitter and not want to give her Milo at all. I'm, I'm very much concerned because, I mean, bless you, I, I know... He, it's you love the dog and you just really wanted to see the dog and you really want to get the dog and I don't blame you because like there's another like life that's at stake here. Yeah. Um. But man, you did not play that cool at all. Mm-hmm. You literally showed all your cards. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna hold the dog back. Like I think he will go with the arrangement, but I think he's going to be on his p's and q's about making sure that he gets Milo back when you originally planned. Get it, the Burt Show. Who knew one of our new hires was Ari's celebrity before she ever joined the Burt Show? She's kind of a big deal. I mean, I think so. So Amber, one of our new producers, um, helping with phone screening and video, you were a lesbian celebrity? <laughs> Once upon a time, I was a celebrity. I was a celebrity. <laughs> Back in the day. So I did this uh, web series, I want to say like early 2000s, and it was called Between Women. And I played a character named Sonny Walker. So it wasn't a reality show. It was like a scripted it show? It was a scripted show. Shut up. Oh, that's cool. It, okay. it used to be available on YouTube. I have no idea if it still is now. Michelle, if you're listening, you got to tell me what's going on. <laughs> Funny story. I think she used to work with you guys back in the day, the, the creator of the show. Mich- yeah. Michelle? Yeah, Michelle Daniels. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a yeah. it was a while ago. I think it was before. I think it might have been before you were here. I think. Yeah, it has. I'm not yeah, sure. it must have been BK. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was filmed out here in Atlanta. Uh, mostly, and we did a lot of uh, a lot of guerrilla filming. You know, filming in places illegally. You know, you uh, do what you got to do. <laughs> I think I saw somebody doing that the other day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was at a park, but I mean, it, this was like legit because I was trying just took Jimmy for a play date to a park, 
and we kind of got blocked in because all these star, uh, all these cars started coming in, and there was like a huge like box truck, and they had all this filming equipment that they were getting out, and yep. they were like setting setting something up. I don't know what was going on, but some kind of video was going down. How could you tell it was illegal? Or oh, you couldn't. Well, it was just, I mean, I couldn't. It just didn't look right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was, it was odd. It was just, yeah, it was odd, and it was kind of out of place. And mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I've gone by this place a million times and never seen stuff like that go down, okay. mm. and it just seemed out of place. I mean, granted, I didn't care. I just wanted to get out of the parking lot <laughs> and get to Avellino's and get my pizza. <laughs> what um, we used to do is we would take the SD card out of the cameras. One person would take the SD cards and go another way if someone said, you can't film here or, mm. you know, and so we oh, would always they have wanted the fo- to snag the Exactly. Footage. Somebody else would always have the SD card. <laughs> that is slick. All right, so how did you, like, is this something you've always wanted to do? And, like, how did you get into this series? Well, I, as you all know, I have a degree in performance arts. And uh, this this is back when Craigslist was still a thing. And there was, like, an advertisement for an audition. And I was like, well, this is probably going to get, someone's going to steal my face and wear it as a mask if I do this. But <laughs> I have dreams to chase. So I went and I auditioned. I actually auditioned for a, for a completely different character. And they're like, no, you'll be good for this. And I was like, perfect. You so, know. so what was your yeah. character? Tell us about her. Well, her name was Sunny Walker, she was a newly out lesbian trying to figure out who she was, how to dress, how to behave, what the lingo was, and all that stuff. And it wasn't too hard to do because almost every lesbian at one point has been through that. I have no idea what to do. Why do we have backpacks all the time? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that for the bonus BS. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you the backpack story. I think Katie may have touched on it a few times. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The special equipment backpack. Yeah, y'all need to it. upgrade to duffel bags. <laughs> <laughs> you need more space. Now you just like you're smuggling money. I mean, right, right. That's, that's what I'm doing. Like, money money what's in there, we might need to do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I auditioned. I met some great people. And now um, I like, I'm, I'm actually glad to say that these are friends that I think I'm going to keep for quite some time. So Between Women was... Um, it was one of the, when it comes to lesbian series or anything lesbian, usually when if it's gay, it's mostly gay men. Like if there's a go to a gay club, it's mostly gay men. Gay night, mostly gay men. We kind of have to just kind of squeeze in there, mm-hmm. you know? So we tend to grab onto anything that's lesbian, whether it's good or not. It's like, oh, it's about us. Let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that's why the L word was so popular because that was such a huge show with a great budget and, you know, it's awesome. So it was really great, especially li- dealing with black lesbians. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of stuff for us, so we tend to, to kind of grasp on to when we see it, which is, this is mine, this is about my life, you so know. how long did you do this, and like, how many episodes are there? I think we did about three seasons. I was oh, only wow. part of the first two seasons, because I ended up moving to Los Angeles to chase those dreams, didn't catch a damn thing, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they run really fast, those dreams. They do. <laughs> it's a good workout. Yeah, it was, right. And then, um, after that, um, I... One of our producers was in a really bad car accident, and so we weren't sure if we were going to be able to bring it back because it didn't make sense to do it without her, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. the hiatus was like a good year, and that's when I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and move to L.A. So they did a third season, but I wasn't a part of that, unfortunately. Well, you did, have a homework assignment. Sorry, Mo. How did they write your character off? Um, they, I, they didn't. Um, I think in the, I haven't seen it in so long, but I think in the storyline, I moved. Or something like that. Which is what you did. Which is what happened. So luckily they didn't kill me off. So listen, Michelle, if you're listening, if you want to do something else, I'm back in Atlanta. Let's get this going. But you have a homework assignment. 
we you have to find an episode in a scene of yours so we can play it on the air. Oh, I yeah. gotta find one that I can play on the air because one of them that comes to mind I cannot play on the air. Well, actually I can. Well, that's the one I want to hear now. <laughs> yeah, you, you let us be the bonus, deciders. Bonus content. Yeah, right. yeah. Bonus. Well, we'll make a home for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's your homework assignment. All right. Find an old episode, one a scene that you are proud of, and then we will judge you like crazy on the air. There is no scene I've ever done that I'm proud of. It's so cringy watching myself do things. You know what I mean? It's I weird. Even better. <laughs> I don't even watch my own YouTube videos. I don't watch them. I don't listen to my podcast. Uh-uh. It's first the same way. He doesn't listen to himself on the radio. Uh, I can't stand I'm it. I'm so obnoxious. I hate it. Right, homework assignment. You're on it, right? I'm on it. All right. The Burt Show. Tara, welcome to The Burt Show. Hi, how are you? Good. All right, so you sent us an email uh, with a with a dilemma that you're in, and thank you for trusting us. Anybody else has any dilemmas, you can always hit up com and shoot us an email. And essentially, you want to know, is it wrong for you to like your dad's mistress? Yes, that's the dilemma. That is the dilemma. Okay, so break down how your dad ended up with a mistress and what your mom and dad's relationship was like that was what your mom and dad's relationship was like before that even happened. Okay. So a little backstory. Um, my parents divorced uh, in 2010. My dad got custody of us, but before that every couple months, my mom would take my brother and I and go move back in with her parents. Um, my grandparents, she would just, it was, she was very unstable yeah. and it was very, hit or miss it was just tumultuous so they divorced dad got us we saw our mom but not very often because she was mad that dad got us anyway so two years ago i thought i was pregnant with a little girl and my dad was like oh you have to name her emily grace he just kept talking about emily grace emily grace emily grace so one day my mom was talking about I, as an adult i've tried to have a conversation i mean a decent relationship with my mom it's been hard mm-hmm. but I've, been, I've tried so I was telling her that dad, oh, dad loves Emily Grace. And she got furious. And she said, well, your dad had an affair 25 years ago, and that was his mistress's name. <gasps> okay. Wow. Time out. Time out. Let that wash over, everybody. Why on earth would your dad try to get you to name your daughter after his mistress? Because he loved her name? I don't really know. I think it's a little bit crazy, but I think... Let me, okay, so okay, let me finish the story and maybe it'll make a little more sense. Okay, okay, so, okay. I mean, it's never going to make sense. Well, it's not really going to make sense, okay. but maybe it'll make a little more sense. <laughs> yeah, please. At yep. least you're aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, what's, what is this about? And he was like, well, it wasn't exactly an affair. It was one of the times your mom had left with your brother. So my brother's older than me. She had left and she was threatening divorce. And so he met Emily and... They were, it was very brief. It was only a couple of months because my mom went back with my brother and she was starting to take my brother from my dad. And so he went, he went back and they tried to make things work. So <laughs> I didn't name her Emily Grace. I did not, I did, just for the record, I did not name her Emily Grace. Yeah, that would have been well, awkward. That was smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fast forward to now, my dad has been dating this girl and, you know, he's on the phone with her all the time. They FaceTime, whatever. Never thought anything about it. Um, meet her for the first time a little while ago, about a month ago, and it's Emily. So The, the been, Emily from back in the day? The Emily. He had been looking for her since their divorce in 2010, and he oh. finally found her this year. Um, so 
she's great. I mean, she's amazing. She's good with my girls. I have two daughters now. She's great with them. I've never in my life seen my dad so happy. He is like the happiest he's ever been in his life. Well, my mom, my daughter, actually, my she's two, she mentioned Emily in front of grandmama and Ooh. it did not go well. Yeah. So she, my mom is like, you're Benedict Arnold. You're such a, I can't believe you would even think about liking her. And I'm just in a quandary because I do like her. My dad likes her. My girls like her. Yeah. I just don't see that it's, I mean, I understand from my mom's perspective because she seems, feels like that's a huge betrayal mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. but it was 25 years ago. Yeah. And just hearing the history of your family and the way your mom would just pick you guys up and like leave as often as she did. Um, Your mom is going to feel the way she feels and she's going to try to make you feel a certain way. Your only job is to control how you let her affect you. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong. And I mean, this is, we're using mistress in quotations. You know what I'm saying? Like, this right. was this was a woman that your dad kind of like found comfort in when your mom had you know left with your brother, so, um and he, you know he said nothing physical happened whatever, but your dad is happy, you like her you have to trust your own judgment of character, and my only advice is you can't allow your mother to dictate who you're friends with, and um nor allow her to make you feel bad about who's in your life. I, I agree. I, I, I get where mom is coming from. Uh, I, I see why it would be tough, obviously, but I, I believe with the history that you have mentioned that your mom has with the entire family and the fact that it's not a set affair, like there's two sides to that story. Um, because of the circumstances, I, I genuinely don't think you're doing anything wrong. I mean, if you sense that she's a good person and has good character and she's good around you and the kids, what are you supposed to do? Just continue mm-hmm. to avoid her for something that happened so long ago? Like, no, I think I get what mom is coming from, but she might have to let this one go. Yeah, I hate it when kids get thrown into the middle of stuff like this because it's very clear that this was just a messy, your your parents' marriage was just a messy situation with, you know, with people leaving and then he's running off to Emily. And I think there's really no winning in this situation. You can't make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Your mom is going to be upset. And I, to an extent, I get where she's coming from, but I think you are being a good daughter um, by sticking by your dad and welcoming welcoming Emily into the family as much as you're able. Um, I, I hope your mom comes around at some point but there's really nothing you can do to fix this the damage is done yeah and i mean what you know abby's saying i hope your mom comes it doesn't sound like your mom's the type of person who's who, who comes around <laughs> 25 yeah, years no, she doesn't. No, not very much yeah. yeah so i mean i i hate that you're in this position um but if you if you're wondering if you're betraying your mom by liking your dad's mistress in quotations i'm a firm no you are not i agree no your mom's not gonna Thank agree you. but you're doing you're doing the right thing Thank you. I appreciate that because I feel really bad. I know you do. On one hand, but I don't on the other because he's happy. Like yeah. he's happy and that's great. And that, and right. that's all you that's all you want for him and that's all you want for her. And hopefully that's all your parents should want for you. Well, half of them do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> be like that sometimes. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Bruno Mars and his team are okay after having to immediately leave 
immediately leave Israel after the surprise attack by Hamas militants. So he was supposed to perform on Saturday um, in Tel Aviv. And of course, all of the uh, attacks went down and they had just been in the country a couple hours, immediately had to get out of Dodge, um, obviously for safety reasons, but it was a sold out show. And um, now he's set to prefer- perform in Qatar this week, but they're doing okay, which is good. Yeah, it's terrifying what's going on over there right now. terrifying. It's so scary. Every headline I see ever since it happened like it just gets worse and worse and worse and it's just heartbreaking from all sides honestly uh the rocky's now acknowledging the backlash he got for those for the maui wildfire recovery fund so we talked about this a couple weeks ago and i was shocked that anybody would have anything bad to say about this he and oprah were asking people to donate to the fund to help people out in hawaii both of them had combined donated about 10 million dollars and people were like why are y'all asking us for money and the rock said he didn't really understand until now there was some backlash i get it and i completely understand and i could have been better and next time i will be better there's a lot of people out there who's living paycheck to paycheck and i get it and i know what that's like i've lived paycheck to paycheck and the last thing you want to hear when you are living paycheck to paycheck is someone asking you for money especially when the person asking you for money already has a lot of money so he's taking a step back, but yeah, I, I think it's crazy. I think I, I see both sides. Like I can understand how you could see that and be like, oh, I can't believe you're asking for money. But I don't know, for, from my perspective, I just saw two very rich people trying to do their best to elevate um, a really heartbreaking situation, trying to do the best they can to get the money that they need. And why I appreciate him um, posting this video and saying he wants to do better and he's learning from the experience, which I think is like a, a great way to respond. If you are living paycheck to paycheck, that message from Dwayne The Rock Johnson mm-hmm. and Oprah Winfrey wasn't for you. Was not, no. That's what I think. I, I, I think sometimes people feel like not everything has to do not everything has to do with you mm-hmm. and not everything is about you. So of course, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're not going to be able to donate to a, a fund to help Hawaii and to help Maui. Um, and yes, The Rock and Oprah have a lot of money, but until you do a deep dive and see how much they donate to all these other different organizations, um, yes, they are very well off and they've they've worked hard to get there and they deserve to spend their money how they see fit. And they're also, it'd be one thing if they never donated, but they're both very altruistic people. So when they sent that message out about wanting to help Maui and and wanting people to donate, they thought they could just like rally the troops. And if you have it Mm -hmm. and you've been to, like the whole thing was if you've ever been to these beautiful islands and you have wonderful memories, you know, think about giving a couple of bucks as a way of saying thank you, blah, 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 whatever. And so I think so many people got hurt saying like, you have the money, you should be the one to take care of it. But I'm like, then that message wasn't for you. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't, I mean, I appreciate the rock delivering that message because of the optics of it, but it just seems like we're at a point where no matter what you do, someone is going to complain about it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people are not this loud for the people who have the money and they're not doing anything. Whereas the rock and Oprah are obviously doing good things with their money all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, when you get backlash on such a public scale, I can understand how it can feel so loud and how it can feel like everybody is mad at me because I'm asking for money. So to an extent, I understand how like in his PR meeting, 
meetings, he might feel pressured to come out and say something. But I do think the majority of people were like, dude, you're doing a good thing. So like this yeah. message wasn't necessarily needed, but we also weren't the people he was talking to. Okay. On a much, much, much lighter note, let's talk about the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie that comes out this weekend. Oh, there's a Taylor Swift movie coming out this weekend? Didn't, didn't you I hear? Hadn't heard about it. No. <laughs> She's everywhere. Taylor who? Taylor who? <laughs> it's just like a little known indie artist, Taylor Swift. Yeah. So Swifties are debating what they should do um, at the theater for the etiquette. Like, because people are thinking about the treating it like an actual concert and people are a little worried that they're going to be sitting there and it's going to sound a little bit like this. Yeah, if you hear screaming at the theater this weekend, mm-hmm. it's not the Exorcist movie. It's Taylor Swift, <laughs> the Aerostore. So as a Swiftie, if you've been in the chats, like what is the consensus for all Swifties when you all go see the Eras concert tour, Eras mm-hmm. um, tour concert film this weekend, will everybody be singing along and, and like just being mad? Oh, there's no way you can get us okay. to shut up for that three hours. Now, yeah. here's the thing. I think I, I am surprised at how split it is because there are some people that are like, sit down and shut up and there are some people that are like, no, let us live our lives. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people will be dancing and sort of like sing talking, but it's not going to be like, <gasps> although yeah, there will yeah. definitely be a Tommy, few of those. I know how much you hate when people talk, <laughs> oh, there's or no sing. way in hell I would go see this. Please, it's a in concert the theater. movie. Will you no please go oh, and I've film seen, yourself? Please go and film yourself. I've been to a concert movie. U two three sixty. It is in the top five concerts I've ever seen in my life, and it was on the movie screen. It was amazing, and I'm sure this Taylor Swift thing is going to be amazing. But if people are going to be singing and all that crap, no, singing and, singing all, and that, all that crap. That crap. <laughs> no, you know, that's being, the oldest you have I'll ever sounded. Being I'll fans watch, and whatnot, yes. I'll watch it at home. <laughs> <laughs> if AMC is smart, they will put us in like a back corner away from all the people trying to enjoy their movies. Oh. Mm-hmm. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Bird Show. Dude, kids can be ruthless yeah. with some of the mean things they say, um, and so. I scoured and um, went through down some Reddit holes and some uh, Twitter threads or X th- threads. I wasn't actually on threads. I was on X. T- anyway, <laughs> one of them and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and pulled up um, some of the harsh things kids have said. And then I came across Rachel Elizabeth XO and she was a teacher, may still be a teacher and said that her kids did not hold back. Can we talk about the fact that small children have absolutely zero chill and they do not care if they hurt your feelings at all? <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> I've worked in childcare basically throughout my entire life and I have been through enough kids to tell you that these kids will dead ass come up to you and be like, excuse me, why does your face look like that? <laughs> so I'll be like, why does my face look like what? <laughs> and then they'll be like, ugly. <laughs> I have had children ask me why my nose is so big, why I have poop splotches on my face. Um, your girl has freckles. Um, what what these lines are and why does my skin look so dry? <laughs> With like zero emotion. Like they literally, they just absolutely give zero f- like sets. <laughs> That's on her. She got to moisturize. Yeah. <laughs> Poop splashes as freckles is wild. That is wild, right? Yeah. I, so 855-BIRD-SHOW, 855-237-8746. If you want to share some of the horribly mean things kids have said to you. So I have this list, but before I get to it, my nephew, Liam, when he was much younger, um, 
my husband was sitting on the couch at uh, my brother's house, and Liam just kind of walks up and looks at him and goes, why are teeth so yellow? What? <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the lightning strips. Ouch. He stopped dipping after that. Just saying. Uh, That'll right. do it. So some of the ones I found online, um, a mom says she was putting on makeup and her kid came over and said, put on a little more, mama. Your regular face is still showing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. She just needed a touch up. She missed a spot. Ouch. All right. In Target, I mentioned how I really liked and wanted a certain TV. My son goes, it doesn't matter. You're broke in front of like 10 other people. <laughs> Ow. My niece asked why I still lived with my parents and said, shouldn't you be married by now or at least have a boyfriend? Yikes. <laughs> uh, when my daughter was four, she looked at my wedding ring and said, that's a pretty ring. When you die, I can have it. <gasps> <laughs> Agent of fast for that ring. Okay. All right, Jose, welcome to the birth show. D- oh, wait, he's not up yet. Hold on one second. Why does he want to be on the, does he really want to be on the voice disguiser? Maybe. Uh, I'm do, not sure. Jose, do you need to be on the, hello? Can you put him back on? Maybe he thinks his kid's kid is going to hear this. Hey, Jose, do you need to be on the voice yeah. disguiser? No, nah, I don't mean, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I found the same like a really odd thing to be on the voice disguiser for. I'm it like, was what? probably the last time he called in. Okay. So, Jose, um, yeah. what's the meanest thing a kid ever said to you? Me and my little boy were wrestling. It was about four years old. And grandma and grandpa were all there. Everybody was sitting in there. And while we were wrestling, he kicked me on the stomach. He didn't mean to. He started crying, and everybody knew I didn't hit him. So they were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He said, I kick, uh, uh, hurt his baby. I hurt his baby. I've been fat. He, he thought I was pregnant. Everyone started laughing. That is not cool. I said, y'all don't laugh at that. Everybody was laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt his baby. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to yeah, you, bro. You, sh- you should have stayed on the voice disgui- disguiser for that one. Maybe that's embarrassing. All right, Trent, welcome to the birth show. Thanks for joining the conversation. What's the meanest thing a kid ever said to you? So we were laying in bed, and um, he looks at me, and he goes, Daddy, when I grow up, am I going to get boobs like a girl? I was like, no, buddy. You know, only girls have boobs. He looks me dead in the face and goes, then why do you have boobs? (laughs) (laughs) Not the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) And Trent, what was the response to that? Uh, I'm pretty sure I just walked out of the room after that. Yeah, I can. I need a breather. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's something here with uh, kids talking about people's bodies. Wendy, welcome to the show. What's the meanest thing a kid ever said to you? So I suffered from hyperemesis gravidarum all four of my pregnancies, and I was pregnant with my fourth. And my eight-year-old at the time daughter comes up to me, and she looks at me. She goes, Mom. You're so fat, and you look like you're dying. Okay, not what? both of them. Jeez. One at a time. <laughs> Choose one. Yeah, come on, man. I just uh, looked at her like, thanks. <laughs> what, uh, what do you say to that? What, what do you say to that? Um, oh, okay, well, we think you're beautiful, Wendy. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're on The Burt Show. All right, so, Mikey. Oh, by the way, if you were a part of the saga earlier in the show, Mikey is alive and well. He is back in studio. Can we do like a 60-second recap, um, Abby and Mikey, just to get everybody caught up? Yes, my boy Mikey comes in a couple weeks ago and says, Hey, Abby, know you've been on the hunt looking for a man. Think I've got one for you because he wants me to set him up with you. So I'm going to come on the air and set you two up. 
Wasn't my idea. Wasn't Mikey's idea. It was this boy's idea. And so I was like, give me the digits. I'll send him a text. So I did. I said, hey. Hey, Mason. <laughs> I heard you want to link up. Send him a text. Never heard back. So we had Mikey go to his apartment today to do an ambush and uh, find out why he ghosted me. So you're, you're back and you're alive. I'm alive just barely. Lost a couple of friends. Broke a couple <laughs> of laws. But I made it back. Okay. Oh, man. That was actually... That was scary. I I hated that actually. I, oh yeah, you know, I can imagine because Mason. I I mean he, I guess getting woken up like that didn't really have a lot of a much of a sense no, of humor. He yeah. didn't take too kindly. He I said we're on the bird show and he said no we're not nope <laughs> <And I> slammed <laughs> the door his bedroom door yeah and then also there was two guys in there who I'd just woken up to and turned the lights on. <laughs> oh man! Wow! But. Did you guys catch that I was kind of trying to weasel my way out of it? Yeah, uh, yeah. loud yeah, and clear. It was pretty yeah. obvious. <laughs> like, I, I, I thought so. Well, that's why, and I was like, he, you did what you set out to do, and so you could. I, we wanted you to come back in one piece. Has there been any communication via text with? Mason. Actually, there has. Oh. And I, I was terrified. I've texted, like, every one of my friends now, like, tell him I said I'm sorry. I never wanted to do that. And But he just texted me, and he said, it's all good, man. So I'm going to give him a phone call later. Is it all good, though? No. I'm glad I not found out. Not for Abby. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even worried about this date thing anymore. Forget the date. I just want my friend back. Aww. <laughs> How close are you and Mason? Um, we're close. We yeah. hang out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Apparently yeah. not that close. Not that close. Right. I thought he was dead for a while. Yeah, but, clearly. Yeah, I killed him off. <laughs> All right. So now this is about a different friend. Um, or is it, was it just a Because sometimes roommates aren't friends. They're just roommates. But why are your roommates throwing your stuff out? No, these are my friends. They're solid. I love my roommates. We get along great. But, but there's there's been just a couple of occurrences where I am I, I'm reaching the end of my rope here. Let me start with actually we can tie everything in together. Mason, whenever he moved out, he gave me probably a hundred liquor bottles, like empty liquor bottles, and of <laughs> course you know what makes a fancier decoration than a bunch of liquor bottles. So we had them Glad all. Glad to see some things haven't changed since I've been in college. <laughs> Classic decor. It's beautiful. It's really good looking. Um, so we had them all above the cabinets. It looked awesome. One day, my roommate, I don't know what he was thinking. He just decides, starts standing on the counter, throwing my bottles into trash bags, threw them out. Threw them out. Not asking Didn't me. Didn't even recycle them? Wow. It threw them out. And uh, that, that bothered me. But... There's a thing here with a roommate. You don't want to, it's hard to come into confrontation with them because you want to just have a comfy, easy to live with person. Peaceful environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, and technically, he just threw out trash. <laughs> yeah, come what? on. <laughs> it was practically garbage. Technically, it's true. Yeah. You know how long that takes to collect? All that, that's hard work. Guesstimate, how many bottles did he throw away? A hundred. <gasps> Um, that's, that's a lot of bottles. Yeah, it, they'd been collected over years, taken yeah. from here, taken yeah. from there, whatever. So he did that. That bothered me, but I didn't really bring that one up. I, how did you not? Because that's bottom line. It doesn't matter if it's considered trash or not. It's your property. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. He had no right to take your items and throw them away. How were you not pissed? I was pissed, but anytime I'm pissed, I don't want to bring it up because I'm scared I'm going to cry. No. So, Are you um, I didn't expect yeah. it to go that way. Yeah, no. I, I, whenever I'm wow. upset, I got to give it like a couple hours or else I'm going to be like, oh. what, but it was my. It, it, 
and then I get all choked up on my words, and uh, that just is uh, embarrassing. It's a curse. I don't like the aws either. Yeah, no, I'm terrible. I'm hard to be around, and it's embarrassing. Mikey, out of all the liquor bottles that he threw away, which one were you the most emotionally attached to? There was a bunch of these bird dog, I think it's called. He had all different kinds of bird dogs, and those looked so good up there. Keep in mind, they were all so sticky. It was bad. It was good that they got thrown away. Just ask me first. Yeah. Principle of it. I got Principle. It. So now this next thing. My friend, he was a freshman. He was moving out of the dorm, so he had to leave a couple of things with me. One of them was this big, stupid sorority sign they probably stole from somewhere. A composite? I- no, like a wood board with a sorority thing on it. Oh. And it was stupid. I don't know why anyone would want that, but he wanted it. He wanted to put it in his new apartment. This is like a week ago. I come home and they show me a picture that they had thrown it in the dumpster. And I said, this one's real. Like, this is not my property. This yeah. is someone else's stuff. And you just threw it away. Um, and so that really bothered me. Um, and then last thing that happened uh, they weren't cleaning their dishes, so I put up a sign because I texted him, told him. I put up a sign. I said, clean your dishes. I had a whiteboard where I drew drew a beautiful mural, beautiful mural, and it had been there for a while. He erased it and said, okay, mom. And so, he really got you there. Burn. He got me. He got me. They're pushing you to the limit. I know. I'm losing it. You're going to have to start sticking up for yourself. 100%. Maybe. Even oh, if you got to cry through it, bro, it's I'm, okay. Yeah. Maybe if I do cry, that'll... Be the biggest message I could send. No, I don't think it's the It'll message. Get worse, <laughs> it's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the Bird Show.